When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Man, who saw that coming? Baltimore Ravens just dominating the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. It capped off an awesome day of Christmas Day gridiron action. And we have all of the reaction right here on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are off until the new year. So you've got Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein once again here for the next couple hours. We've got all of this to talk about. We've got DeVito Mania. Believe that it's finally over for the mathematically (laughs) eliminated Giants, Mike. The Chiefs are in a weird place. You've got a team that's going to have to go on the road in the postseason. And on the flip side of that game, maybe Antonio Pierce has done enough where the Raiders will actually do the right thing here and take that interim tag off of his title. And maybe for Champ Kelly, too, their general manager. Well, we shall see. That That's a really interesting scenario and what's going to happen there. We will get into that in about, what, 25 minutes, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes, something like that. But I think we have to start with the nightcap with the game that was, in theory, the Super Bowl preview, and Courtney, if it ends up being the Super Bowl, yikes. I don't really know if I yeah, want to watch that. Yeah, 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 football. But before that, Courtney, okay. uh, you sure did give out some gifts yesterday. Oh, we're going to talk about my gifts. <laughs> How'd that oh, go? Oh, so you um, actually want to put me on blast for this. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. So yesterday, I, I'm going to defend her, by the way, just to you. start. I appreciate that because <laughs> tell the know, people, tell the right, people so the Christmas day is over. Like we're back to, you know, our normal behavior of being aggressive here in the morning. I mean, it's quite early. We just <laughs> literally started this show and it's as always presented by progressive insurance. Um, Christmas day, we did this. Mike and I did the show. We uh, got off air and then I gathered my things. I went up to my mom's house and we did Christmas day up there. So the whole idea was, I was going to, like, Mike thought I was going to fail Christmas because I had not done any of my shopping really up until Saturday. I didn't think Saturday. you were going to fail Christmas. I don't think I you just... had much faith in me, friend. No, I've, I known think you that for, you... I've known you for 10 years. I did not have a lot of faith in you that you were going to get this done. And you know what? Closers close. I delivered <laughs> the way that I always do. And I told you on Friday that I was thinking, okay, I want to do experiences. I want to give the people that I love something to look forward to. You know, I live in Chicago, not great weather. We didn't have a white Christmas. I don't think many places did in the continental United States, but I know that snow is on the way. I know some really like annoyingly cold afternoons are on the way. So for my mom, I got her Hamilton tickets. I think I'm the last person in the United States to have seen this Broadway musical. It's in Chicago. January 24th, matinee, 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm already taking work off, and we're going to go do that. So I've got two tickets to Hamilton. We'll do lunch. We'll have a great time. And then I got a spa experience for my mom at this place that's not too far from where I live. It's an ancient bathhouse, more or less. And, like, before your minds go into the gutter, it's a bunch of, like, calming, serene pools. There's it's salt a, it's rooms. a public pool. 
And it's, all right, it is not a public pool, Pat. I'm going to defend Courtney you. here. It is not a public pool. If you've ever been to a spa, if you've ever been to a place that takes care of you, does massage, that has pools, has relaxation experiences, maybe some exfoliating going on, you know that it is all not a public pool. Because included. if you've been to a public pool, you know that uh, the public pool closes twice a day because things happen in it. You don't want to go to a public pool. This is the antithesis of a public pool, Pat. Pat, I it's think exactly you do- the same. You're paying. No, Pat, to, you're I, paying I, to honestly, go into a pool. Honestly, I think with the anger you have in your life, I think that it, it could really do wonders for you. It might. It might give you it's another a, year. The, or two. It's even going to be the same temperature as a public pool. No, that's actually uh. false because there are multiple different temperatures. There's plunge pools, which have like the cold, like a cold tub more or less. And then there's hot tubs. And then there's, you know, pools that are of like normal temperature. But Pat made fun of me this morning when I was downloading Mike, Pat, and Javante on what my Christmas day turned out to be and how excited I was to give these gifts. And Pat's like, you bought that for yourself and you're bringing your mom along. <laughs> because you said, you said your justification was, oh, well, I've wanted to do this for quite a while. And I said, okay, so you bought yourself a present for your mom? It's an experience. No. To go to a it's room, to, to go together. into a room full of hot tubs with other Pat, people. Pat, it's all right. Pat, it's not the same. He's just thing. Like, my, for no reason. He is. Like, he is just angry for no. When it's my a dad, spa. It is like when my dad turned seventy-two. Sorry that I just gave out your age, but deal with it. Like he, I, I Bruce Springsteen was coming to UBS Arena in New York, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take him because he's never gone and seen Springsteen before. But guess what? I wanted to go see Springsteen again, so mm-hmm. I did it. That's I wanted not to, the same. Also, how is that not the same? That's exactly the same. It was something because... I wanted to do and share with my father, much like Courtney wanted to do this and share exactly. this with her Thank mom. Thank you for being a human no, no. being, Mike. So I, I, I support Hamilton. I support you going to Hamilton. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. I Have don't you support Hamilton? you being yeah. like, hey, let's fire up the jacuzzi f- with... <laughs> With forty other people. First off, you could literally just go to like. You would not like that's just because you would not like that. Just go to like the YMCA and you'll be fine. You're wasting your money. Okay, you spent way too much on it. No, I didn't, and it was not like some ungodly expensive couples retreat thing. My mom and I have passed this place in the city. It looks awesome. I was like, this would be fun to go. So we're going to do that. I bought my brother a wine club membership. I thought that was a pretty clever idea. That's an experience. And for my dad, I got him a really nice sweater and a couple gift cards to places that I know he wants to go. That's less of an experience. It's a it's a gift that I know he's going to use, and he loved Fair. the sweater. He put it on right away yesterday, so it was a fun Christmas. We hope that all of you had a good Christmas. You got to watch NBA games. Uh, the the Walgreens experience. Games. You know what? Sometimes people like to go shopping at Walgreens, and it's a good, convenient, thoughtful gift. And I I'm not here to judge other people's gifts. I hope that if you had a good Christmas, that you experienced it with your family, your friends, and that if you're going back to work today – we're just glad that you're spending a couple of your hours here with us. Does anybody want to talk some football or do you guys want to keep dunking on my Christmas Well, I, I, I just want to know before we move on from this, Pat, have you ever seen Hamilton? No. See, look I, at that, Courtney. You're not going to be the last person. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I very much appreciate that. I think that Pat is just going to be adversarial to be adversarial, unfortunately. I just don't need rapping founding fathers in my life. Show what, why, do, why do you hate Aaron Burr, sir? I, I don't hate Aaron Burr. I think other people might. 
I don't actually know anything about Hamilton. Oh, like, all right. The, so the I'm, the only, I'm the only one in this do you know conversation who, that wait, got that joke. Do you know? No, I know who Aaron Burr is. Courtney, no, but, do you know who Aaron Burr is? I do not. I well, do no, not. I don't know any you, of the music. You don't know do who I Aaron need Burr to? Do, uh, no. Do I need to like listen to the music beforehand? To I get think it familiarized would by it by like the time I go see it. If you did, you would have just gotten the reference that I made. Yes, I think okay. it would help. I know Hamilton that it was on Disney Plus, and I can watch it there. It is. Should it was I watch really good it on Disney Plus too. Uh, no, I think you should just. It, it would help, I think, to listen to the music, but I don't know if it's worth watching on Disney Plus. You should be excited and be surprised the first time you see it. At least that's how I would experience it, and how I've experienced Broadway plays. But I grew up in New York, and you know, Fair. before these things were on uh, streaming, that you could watch on Disney Plus. So that's yeah. just me. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm five years behind on a lot of things, including this musical. I'm excited I'll get to see it before it ends up leaving Chicago. And I'm excited I get to experience it with my mom because I bought experiences for Christmas. Pat doesn't seem to like any of them. But you know what, Pat? You don't have to go. So <laughs> congratulations to you. You can stay in Bristol and, you know, stay uncultured while I go get into a cold plunge Public tub pool. after I go <laughs> and watch this Broadway play. Courtney, I think you know. Yesterday, we were willing to buy Pat a microwave, and he said no to that. Maybe we should just consider buying him a spa experience today. I don't See, think this, he would go. I think I don't, know if like, would I don't go, want to but... go to a public pool. I'm like Pat. This is a very serene like experience. Like, I don't want to go to the YMCA. Like <laughs> he's just he's just finding any reason to not like my gift. Pat, what did you right, just? I'm putting 49ers Ravens on pause. We have four hours here. Pat, what did you buy people for Christmas? If you want to like put all my gifts on blast, what did you buy people? Uh, I got my dad a pen that was used by Lyndon B. Johnson. Are you serious? Or is yeah, it's okay. pretty awesome. Is How, your, okay, is your dad right. a history buff? Like, is yes, he, really he is. In LBJ, like, okay. How did this come about? Like, where does one buy a pre- uh, a former president's pen? Do the internet. I don't know if you've heard of this brand new thing called the internet. Uh, they have lots of things that you can buy on there. It's amazing. So, I, all right, Pat. Wait a minute. This is... um, have, have did this come with a certificate of authenticity, or did you just buy a big pen for your dad and pass it off? Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's okay. legit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I got him uh, some uh, pieces of the wall from Fenway Park that I I drew numbers on, which were pretty cool. So you're buying him trash? No, no, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> okay, good, no, I good mean I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the history stuff. But okay, I'm just wait. Saying. So it does the, the pen still works? No, no, it doesn't. It's, yeah, no, it's from nineteen. It's from nineteen sixty-five. So you bought him a used pen because by a president. A president. Yeah. A president had used it at one point. So what? What does he do with it? Just like put it in a box or something? He displays and look it. At it? Okay. You, you put it up on a shelf and look at it. Like <laughs> anything <laughs> else? Was, cool. it a pen, was it a pen that signed anything in particular, or was it just like a pen that might have been like his takeout order? I think it was like a bridge reformation pen or something like that. It was not. The, it wasn't like the Civil Rights Act or anything crazy, but it was. You know, he still used it. It was cool. No, I, I get it. I just didn't know if there was any significance of, like, maybe it was something in your town that he did or something in your state that he saw a bill that he signed there. I don't think that's that thoughtful. No, there aren't that. Probably not. I mean, I don't know. You bought a, your mom a YMCA subscription, so. I can't wait to go to this and then report back that it was the best experience and she loved every minute of it and she can't wait to go again. We're going to make this a yearly ritual, the two of us, as – she gets up there in age and we get to experience these things and it becomes this sentimental moment between us. And then I can come in here when you call me inevitably to come fill in on the show a year from now and tell you how awesome Air Ancient Bass is. And then you're going to want to go because (laughs) 
you know what? If there's one thing I do correctly, it's buy gifts, even if I am a little bit late in trying to get those things together. You know what? We're not going to be late on breaking here so we can actually talk about the 49ers <laughs> and the Ravens and Brock Purdy's really bad Christmas nightmare. That's coming up next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. What a nightmare for Brock Birdie on Christmas Day. <laughs> Just an absolutely awful performance for the San Francisco 49ers quarterback who was in the lead for the MVP. Now that title goes to Lamar Jackson, at least, as we head into the final two weeks of the season. Baltimore Ravens just steamrolling through the number one team in the NFC. They are now the number one, or they have been the number one seed in the AFC, and they're pretty much maintaining that lead as they head into the final stretch of the season. This is on Sportsman like ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein with you here on this day after Christmas. Hope that if you were off work today that you were able to enjoy it with some family and friends, maybe even go to a spa if uh, if that tickles your fancy, um, as we heard there, the credit earlier to, on the uh, on the highlight there, WBALAM one ten ninety in Baltimore. Let's just jump in right here. Sure, Brock Purdy and the Stinger. He got knocked out of the game. He did not throw a single touchdown. Four interceptions. We had not seen a performance like this, Mike. I don't know if one if anybody thought a performance like this was coming for the San Francisco Forty ers quarterback, but. At halftime of this game, things felt completely out of control, and it wasn't just that the Baltimore defense was swarming, and I mean swarming. This might be the best defense in the NFL, and they were given a proving ground for that last night, but something just seemed off from Brock Purdy from the very jump. He had a stinger in Arizona. He ends up getting one in on Christmas Day. It knocks him out of the game. And I know he vowed to be better for this team. They still are the number one te- uh, number one seed in the NFC. But, like, I can't figure out if this is just him coming back down to earth or if this was a sign of what is going on with the 49ers offense. I just – I never saw a performance this bad from him coming. Yeah, I, every quarterback has this type of performance, though. At some point, every quarterback, Fair. if you start enough games, they have this type of performance. And if you, actually, if you watched the game, which I know you did – Because we were talking about it pre-show, at least one, if not two, of those interceptions, I do not put on Brock Purdy. The second one, where he threw it and Baltimore's defensive back jumped up and honestly looked like he was on a trampoline and popped it up and it then fell right, I believe, into Marlon Humphrey's hands. Like that, I'm sorry, that just is a fluke of nature thing. Kyle Hamilton, though, the star of that game, picked Brock Purdy off twice. The first one was a gorgeous play. The second one was another tip pass situation. I don't necessarily put the tip passes on Brock Purdy, but it was not a good performance from the now former MVP 
favorite. He was 18 of 32, 255 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions, a passer rating of 42.6. That's just Mm -hmm. not going to cut it in a game where he needed to be better, and that's just as simple as you can put it. Yeah, four interceptions, as you pointed out there. Not every single one of them was on him, but that third one, my goodness, when he was doing, like, it was in scramble drill mode, and he's trying to make something happen. It comes after the penalty on the chop block, and that is just a ball that he's going to want back. And that's something that he ended up talking about following the game. Like, a performance like this, it may be an anomaly. It may be expected at some point during his career, but Brock Purdy knows that he can't have a performance like this come January. I mean, it's the NFL. We have some opportunities coming up, and uh, we still got two games left in the regular season before we get into playoffs. And so for me, trying to look at the big picture of what we're trying to do, what our team goals are. But at the same time, man, I have to look myself in the mirror and ask myself why or how that happened and why I made those decisions. And so our team came ready to play. You know, for me to make some decisions like that, it pains me. It's not fair to these guys. So I have to realize that and understand that, and I have to get better for my team. And they're not in a terrible spot. Look, this is their first loss in, you know, they were on a six-game win streak, and they lose this game. They've got the Commanders on a short week, and then they finish out their season at home January 7th against the Rams, who are currently a playoff team. I don't want to, like, panic on something like this because they ran into the best team in the other conference, in the AFC. And like you and I talked about yesterday, this is probably a precursor to the Super Bowl in Vegas this year. And that's great because we got to see what felt like a competitive game throughout the first half until, you know, just got completely out of hand for the San Francisco 49ers. But I... I like that we had two very complete teams. Like it's it's yeah. hard to poke holes in either roster right now. My biggest question coming in yesterday was can can there be somebody else on offense for the Baltimore Ravens to step up so it doesn't have to be everything on Lamar Jackson's shoulders on in a their back-to-back road games the way that it was in Jacksonville or at least it felt like that last week. So I feel like they answered that at least from my perspective and with Lamar now Going into the final two weeks of the season, the odds-on MVP favorite, this kind of reminds me about what happened in 2019. Remember, he wasn't, you know, he had a surge to the the finish line that season. He was like plus 900 entering, I believe it was like week 15 that year, and then he ends up winning it, unanimous MVP. Like right now, as you can see those odds on the screen, he goes from plus 450 to minus 180. This is going to make for a fun ride down the stretch here because of the the fact that the Ravens have the Miami Dolphins in the final two weeks, and there could even still be some jockeying if Dak Prescott wants to get back into the mix (laughs) with Lamar Jackson as well. Well, I mean, you could also maybe throw Tyreek Hill in there too if he has a couple of big games. It does open it up, but like we talked about yesterday – this was a game where if one of the guys, whether it was Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, had a big moment, a big play, then maybe it would vault them in the eyes of the voters for the MVP award to this point and put them in a, I don't want to say uncatchable situation, but maybe close to it. The play to me that stood out that might have done that was one that did not result in a touchdown. It was late in the first half. Lamar Jackson... Looked like he was going to go right. He saw he had nothing there. He cut back. He scrambled left. He ended up gaining, I think it was 30, it was ended up being 30 yards on the play. Like that to me was 
from a rushing perspective and a dual threat perspective, like a vintage Lamar Jackson play that ended up really helping the Ravens. And to me, it's the one that stood out of saying, this guy can do something that really no one, no other quarterback can do in the NFL. Isn't it crazy that there were a bunch of teams as Lamar and the Ravens during the offseason kind of were sitting at an impasse and there were all these other teams that were like, nah, we're good. We're good. We don't need Lamar Jackson. And then he does what he did last night. You know, 252 passing yards, two touchdowns, 45 rushing yards, which was a team high. Again, like that's going, that is who he is. He's this dual threat ability, unlike we see anywhere else in the NFL from the quarterback position. Ravens are probably feeling pretty good on that return on investment that they made back in the offseason when they made him, at least at that point, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. But, you know, to couple that with a defense that terrorized the hell out of Brock Purdy in that offense, like, I don't know if there's a more complete team right now in the NFL than what we saw from the Baltimore Ravens. I said this yesterday, like, if I'm if I'm picking like a battle beat of quarterbacks, who do I want as my quarterback going into the Super Bowl? It's Lamar Jackson. It's the former unanimous MVP. It's somebody who's probably going to win that award this year. And it's somebody who's shown that in tough road environments, he can lean on his defense, but he can also be the element that vaults this team into a 33-19 to victory. And in a game that didn't feel close in the fourth quarter because it wasn't like they have to be the favorite now, right? Like the favorite to go yeah. win the Super Bowl. Like I don't see how you can say that that still belongs to San Francisco in this respect, given what we saw last night when they had the chance to go head-to-head against the other best team in the NFL, and they came out on the losing side of it. Well, not only did they do that, but they it wasn't like it was a like the Dallas-Miami game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was a close down-to-the-last-second game. Baltimore handled San Francisco – For most of the night. Lamar Jackson, a big part of that. The defense, an even bigger part of that. But to your point before about Lamar Jackson. Yes, he was technically available to be (laughs) traded for. Air quotes. But we're going to air quote this here because what you saw last night was also the very reality that a lot of NFL teams understood when this conversation was happening. Was that the Baltimore Ravens were not going to let Lamar Jackson go. Like, that's the other part of this, right? Like, they said, yeah, Lamar, go find your deal. Go find the best deal possible. You think Baltimore wasn't going to match that after the contract they gave him? The only way they wouldn't have matched it is if a team maybe did a Deshaun Watson-type $235 million fully guaranteed. And guess what? After what we saw last night, after what we've seen this season, I'm betting that Baltimore probably would have done that. They were just trying to avoid having to do that themselves. They were never going to let Lamar Jackson leave. I mean, come on. Like, let's be real here. And that's a large reason why a lot of teams did not want to go down that road, Courtney, because they knew at the end of the day, Baltimore was just going to match it, and they were just going to annoy whatever quarterback they already had on the roster that then they'd have to have be their starter because of when it happened. I saw that. I lived that life when the Falcons – Pursued Deshaun Watson. They did not get him. They're probably thankful for that now, by the way, with the way Deshaun has played in Cleveland, considering that contract. But in that, it also put Matt Ryan, their starting quarterback, in a really difficult position. They ended up trading him to Indianapolis, and then that's how they ended up with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. That's the scenario you did not want if you were a team pursuing Lamar Jackson, because you knew Baltimore was going to probably match him. 
They are a 12-win team now entering week 17 of the season. Lamar Jackson vaulting way up the leaderboard for the MVP. Plenty more to get into on this game and what it means down the stretch of the season for both number one seeds in the AFC and the NFC. We want you to be part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Straight ahead, Philadelphia Eagles got back on track, but how much do we believe in them down the stretch of the season? That's coming up next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Little too close for comfort for the Philadelphia Eagles, but they end up grinding out a win at home against their NFC East rival, New York, on Christmas Day on Sportsmanlike, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. No Evan, Canty, or Michelle, but you've got Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein for the next couple hours to break down the entire Christmas Day slate of NBA action, of NFL action. And we turn our attention to the Philadelphia Eagles, Mike. Like, talk about a team who needed a win desperately, and I'm not so sure that I can trust this Eagles team, considering no. what this game was at halftime, and then how it was in a non-called DPI, and then a strange substitution pattern there that ended up leading the clock to running out on the New York Giants in their last-ditch effort to try to take the lead at the end of the game. But for Philly, for Jalen Hurts, for that Eagles team that was riding a three-game skid to stop the bleeding in week 16, and then now have the Cardinals and the Giants again to close out the season. No better time to uh, try to get things back on track, even if questions still remain. Yeah, there are a lot of questions still about this Eagles team. That, that substitution at the end, that was an unfortunate situation, it felt like, with Darren Waller, because it looked like he was hurt. And I thought he was it, concussed in that moment, because he yeah, looked like it, he had no idea like he knew where he was. 
Right. And then the and Giants that, trying to substitute there just felt weird. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I was No, you're fine. I was so but, irritated with the situational awareness in that moment. There was eleven seconds on the clock. They didn't have any timeouts. Waller catches the pass in bounds, and it's like, why are we substituting here? The clock is going to run well, out. Well, because on he you. couldn't get up he could barely get up, and the other portion of it is if they call the injury situation because they had no timeouts left, they would have had a ten second runoff and they were trying to clearly avoid that scenario because if the ten the ten second runoff would have been brutal for them because you have the 10-second runoff, and then you have to start it at the snap. I've seen that life before. It doesn't go well for teams. So I understood what was going on there, but that was in large part because Darren Waller clearly looked hurt. Now, he still was in the game Mm -hmm. somehow on that last play, but, man, it it was a tough loss for the Giants, but the Giants looked rough throughout. But to your point with the Eagles, I still don't trust them. They they just look they look off. They do. And they, they, they really do, especially defensively. And this is not me dunking on Matt Patricia, the former Detroit Lions head coach turned New England Patriots defensive assistant, then offensive play caller, and now then Philadelphia's defensive assistant, now defensive play caller. It's just that offensively, defensively, nothing seems like it's really working super well for this Philadelphia Eagles team at the moment. A lot of miscues. So, like, the first one, I mean, the Giants scored two of their touchdowns off of – two of their three touchdowns off of turnovers. That first one was when Boston Scott fumbled the second-half kickoff, and Isaiah Simmons then recovered it from the Giants. New York scores a couple plays later, and then it's the Jalen Hurts pass – that was intended for Dallas Goddard that ends up getting picked off by Adoree Jackson. And you see it right there on the screen. A 76-yard pick six. Let's hear from the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, though, the winning quarterback in this matchup, on whether this was a step in the right direction. It's hard not to say. You know, you have almost 500 total yards of offense. You know, everything, everything for us at this point, you know, has been kind of self-inflicted with the little things. And I think we were able to overcome those little things early, earlier in the game. You know, Ben Covey made a great play early in the game to set the tone for us, and we were able to punch it in early. But then we kind of spotted them back, started the second half, and then um, they, they were able to make some plays. So hard, hard, hard not to say that. I think there there's ton of, a ton of opportunity to build on this, as it's been a ton of opportunity to build on the, the, the lessons we've had in, in the games we've come up short in. The reality is we're just going to get, keep chopping, keep keep growing, keep um, learning from it, keep staying together through it, and keep building. This game was 20-3 th- to three at halftime, and then the Eagles leave the door open for the Giants to come back. It's a two-point game going into the fourth quarter. They're able to pull away. I get what Jalen Hurts is saying. Like, you just... You know, sometimes by any means necessary, just get the win. They'll clean up those things, or at least you hope they will. But I don't know that I feel confident that this Eagles team which is currently the second seed in the NFC playoff picture, frankly, like due to the, like the blunders that Dallas has dealt with, not just like that they've done this on their own and they've given themselves this cushion. Like there's still so many questions about what the viability is for this Eagles team in January because they're going to get there. It's just how far can they go? A game like this doesn't give you that much confidence considering this is a game that put the Giants out of mathematical contention for the postseason. Oh, yeah, but the Giants were only in mathematical contention. I'm going to bring the air quotes back, Courtney. Yeah. Mathematical Very contention. Very slim because they were a five-win the team going they're in, in here. Because the, they're in the NFC, and the NFC right now, beyond really the top four teams, you can maybe go five if you want to include the Rams. It's just not a good – and I'm, by the way, not including Tampa at this point in time. 
it's just not very good. That's why the Giants were still in it. That's why the Bears are still in it. That's why the Falcons, in a lot of ways, also because they play in the NFC South, and Saints are still in it. That's why the Giants were there. If they were in the AFC, they would have been eliminated two, three weeks ago. That's I don't need that to me because we just know that this Giants team was not a very good team this season. Philly let them hang around. Hang around. Yes, it was a divisional game, a rivalry game, Courtney, but... I, I need to see more. I need to see more kind of definitiveness from this Philly team at least once. Just give me mm-hmm. give it to me one of the last two games before the postseason, and then I can feel good about you. They'll have a chance to do that again. It's a Week 18 game over at MetLife where they play the Giants. So twice in the last three weeks they face a division rival. But it probably won't be Tommy DeVito starting at quarterback. He was pulled in the second half. It ended up being Tyrod Taylor, who's been healthy for the last couple of weeks. But because of the way that Tommy DeVito was playing, despite the loss against the Saints, he ended up getting the start in Week 16. Brian Dable, the Giants head coach, on what necessitated the second half change. Just try to try to spark the team. You know, I don't really have anything else to add on it. Just did it to try to spark the team. Um, so, what'd you say to Tommy? So we're going to go with Tyrod. All right. Let's hear from Tommy DeVito on what the head coach <laughs> said to him. That he was going to go with Ty. He wanted to have a, you know, a spark, a change needed to be had. And, I mean, I understand it. it's business. We weren't doing great on offense in the first half. Um, I'm not sure what the numbers were, but we're not scoring enough points. So a change was made. Try to get a spark, and that was that. 9 of 16 for 55 yards. That may be the last we see of Tommy DeVito in 2023. And it's interesting because I don't blame Brian Dable for the Monday night, like the comments he made after that Monday night win over the Packers a couple weeks ago where he had declared Tommy DeVito the starter already for the next week, that he had earned his opportunity. But, you know, this has been a cool story. It's been a story that we've talked about a lot, Mike. It feels like this is probably the last time we're going to talk about that. And for good reason, because sometimes when you hit your ceiling, like, and you realize it in a nationally televised game, like, it's time. And I thought Brian Dable actually handled that as well as he possibly could have. And, and Tyrod Taylor had them in position to win that game had they had some timeouts, had the clock management been different, had maybe they gotten a penalty, which they, you know, called in their favor when. <laughs> Very clearly, the Eagles defensive back had two hands on Wondell Robinson. Like That's just an unfortunate set of circumstances for the Giants down the stretch of this game, but it ends up putting them out of playoff contention. Yes, they were barely hanging on there. They had, I think, a 0.9% chance. It was less than 1% to make the playoffs, but they are now officially eliminated. The Eagles marching on into week 17 on sportsman like on espn radio is presented by progressive insurance courtney kern and mike rostein with you on this tuesday morning straight ahead my top five teams in the nfl right now who's number one i'm going to tell you next on espn radio and the espn app have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Now that the dust is settled on week 16, it's time for Canty's NFL Power Rankings. Canty is here, so the other CC at ESPN Radio is going to take over I'm Courtney Cronin. He's Mike Rossfeen. This is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Happy holidays. Hope that if you're off enjoying some family or friend time on the day after Christmas that you have a good one. Uh, The guys are off or the crew is off until the start of 2024. So you've got us for the next couple of days and you've got all of our power rankings that Chris Canty's just going to have to accept, Mike, when he comes back. Yeah, I, I mean, you're fair. doing yours. You're, you're you're doing yours now. I'm doing mine in a couple hours. Uh, you know, and if he's really upset about it, he can always call. You can in always and, call us and join the show because you know <laughs> we've had you and I have had that happen before when we've hosted, and then Canty comes and hangs out, and uh, you know the conversation goes all sorts of places. Look, if he's upset, we'll send him to the spa. He can, yeah, he can come with. I'm sure that he and his wife would enjoy it. And yes, I, I think he would be pro spa. Yeah, I w- he's an athlete. I mean, he's all about recovery. He understands how important these things are, Pat. Not something that you would have a damn clue about. All right, and Sportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easily, easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Progressive.com. All right, let's start out with my list. Starting out number five. These are my power rankings. I took the criteria, Mike, of the teams okay. that are playing – the hottest down the stretch. So win-loss sure. record here might not reflect like total standings, but I've got the Buffalo Bills as my fifth team okay. in my power rankings. They are playing incredible football, and they have been since they saved their season at Arrowhead a couple of weeks ago. What they did to the Dallas Cowboys confirmed to me that this is a team that is a dangerous threat in the postseason. Josh Allen still... Good for an interception a game. I can live with that, though, the way that this Buffalo defense has been able to come through in big moments, the way that they pulled out that win on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 16. And there's a couple big tests here that remain for this Buffalo team down the stretch of the season that's going to firmly, I think, put them in that conversation, maybe for the top of the AFC East. We'll see. I don't know what Miami's going to do, but I've got Buffalo at number five. I understand it. I think there are some teams that are probably a little more deserving because I also can see the rest of your list, so I know what's coming. <laughs> but I, I, I can understand it at this point. Two weeks ago, I would have been laughing at you. And I, would have Most said, no. I would have been laughing if yeah, I had I would Buffalo have said, there, no, too. Absolutely not. But the thing is, the Bills have been there before. They've been in this situation. So to me, yeah, I get it why they're there. They will not be in my top five preview, but... I, I can understand. I can at least see it as a reasonable argument. All right. Number four. Number four. 
Detroit won the NFC North for the first time ever. Last time they won the division was when it was still the NFC Central. So I've got them as my fourth team right now. Offensively, Jared Goff has been, you know, he's been back on track the last couple weeks. To me, though, it's this defense that made, that sacked Nick Mullins four times, picked him off four times as well in that win that they pulled out in Minnesota. You know, after that third and 27 that Justin Jefferson converted on, I was a little worried. I really was. But the defensive play in that game in the fourth quarter, what Aaron Glenn was able to dial up after having such a shaky last couple of weeks, I think Detroit's finally, like, you know, coming into form here as we get into week 17. They're third in the league in yards per game without Panay Sewell playing right now. So, I mean, offensively, I think they're going to be fine. I needed the questions answered defensively, and I got those answers in week 16. Right. I think we've seen it from them over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. because they really handled Denver, which is a fringe playoff team. Maybe, possibly, we'll see in the AFC, but coached well by Sean Payton and Sean Payton guy who knows Dan Campbell and knows Aaron Glenn perhaps better than anybody else in the NFL in terms of what they might want to try and do since they both came from his coaching tree. This is a team that's playing really well right now and especially if they're at home in Ford Field, Courtney, I would mm-hmm. not want to mess with them or see yeah. them in the postseason even if they have not the experience that pretty much any of the other teams on this list have. No, and you bring up a great point about the home field advantage. That place is – I covered a game there this year, and that was the loudest I had ever heard that. You don't want to be an opposing team coming in there wild card weekend and having to deal with that Detroit team that, you know, we talk about Dallas and their advantage playing at AT&T Stadium, how much better they are there. Jared Goff is not a quarterback that fares very well in the weather. He does well indoors, though. He won't be wearing gloves there, I can guarantee you on that. He, uh, he's happy that he right now is eyeing one of those <laughs> wildcard weekend games that will be indoors. All right, next. Number three. Miami has proven to me that it can withstand the loss of a key player. And we know yesterday from Mike McDaniel that Jalen Waddell has a high ankle sprain. That's going to be a really touch-and-go situation, it sounded like. But they were able to withstand Tyreek Hill and the loss there that they had for one game. They you know, dismantled the Jets, and then they survived the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to be facing teams like that in the postseason. They don't make you just defend, though. On the outside, the run game has been such a tremendous advantage for them this year and so much better than they were last year. Miami, for me, just outside of the top two teams, which I think are pretty obvious at this point, we're still going to go through them. But I love this Dolphins team. I am excited, though, to see down the final two games of the season. Can they hang on to the AFC Easter? Is Buffalo going to challenge them for that spot? It's going to be one of the more compelling storylines, at least in the AFC throughout the rest of the way. The Dolphins, we know offensively they have a ton of speed. If they're able to play in Miami for as many games as possible, that's a massive advantage to them. Going north will slow them down a little Mm. bit. But they have so much speed and so many different options offensively. And Mike McDaniel is such a creative play caller. This team is going to be a hard out in January and potentially in February also because their defense is starting to play even better Bradley Chubb's a fantastic pass rusher and don't forget their corners Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard I mean that that might be the best Mm -hmm. corner duo in the NFL yeah there's a reason that they made Jalen Ramsey such a priority and let's give Vic Fangio his flowers the upgrade that that they made at the defensive (laughs) play caller 
role for the 2023 season is paying its dividends. This is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He's Mike Rostein. I'm Courtney Cronin. I'm giving you my top five NFL teams, the other CC power rankings. What's next? Number two. San Francisco's still a great team. As you pointed out earlier, Mike, every quarterback is due for a clunker. I didn't think it would look this bad from Brock Purdy, but hey, he got out of the way now. Maybe he got the stinger issues that he's had the last two weeks. I mean, I'm sure that for somebody who's never dealt with those, which he talked about after that Arizona game, the first one I think he said he ever had, it's a pretty scary spot to be in. So he leaves the game early last night, had just an awful Christmas, uh, four interceptions, but this is still an offense where George Kittle had seven catches for 126 yards. Brandon Ayuk, six catches, 113 yards. And Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey things, 47 yards as a receiver, 103 yards and a touchdown as a running back. That's a lot of firepower for any team that's going to have to either go into San Francisco, which is currently where the NFC, the playoff path for the NFC goes through Santa Clara. Um They're still a very dangerous team, regardless of what we saw on Monday Night Football. They're still the NFC favorite to get to the Super Bowl. They are still the most complete team in the NFC. This just takes their margin for error down if they want home field advantage because they are tied with Philly. They are tied with Detroit. Detroit would be the concern there for me if I were San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Because going to Detroit, again, we talked about four field. It would be a really difficult place to play. If somehow Detroit gets home field advantage, whoo, that'll be really interesting. But this Niners seems super good. All right. My last one. Number one. The Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this is an obvious answer, and I don't have a lot of time to talk about it. What we saw last night was a master class from top to bottom. Lamar Jackson, that swarming defense, and what it did to – Make Brock Purdy's day absolutely miserable. That those are the elements that will travel in the postseason, and that's um, that's why I have a lot of confidence in them. I've said for a couple of weeks I think they are the most complete team with the best quarterback remaining right now in the playoff picture, and they proved me right on Monday Night Football. The Ravens walking away from San Francisco with a big dub, headed into Week. 17. Courtney Kern and Mike Rothstein with you on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio and over on ESPN2. We'll talk about that Ravens team a little bit more in depth coming up next here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.